Chapter 11, Last Train Home Achiko, she mumbled again. Midoriya flinched. Damn, he bit his lip. Did I say that out loud? She nodded. Yeah, you did, her voice was smaller now, and she focused on the snow falling around them. Her knuckles were tight and cold in Izuku's hoodie. Hi. She let herself smile. After all, she was the one wearing the hoodie. Not Ochako. She hated it, thinking of Ochako like that. She was the sweetest girl she met, always working hard and looking out for others. She didn't deserve this. I, uh, I think I'm gonna go. I have to get up early for the train back home tomorrow, the horned girl cleared her throat and stood up. Here's your hoodie back. She started slipping her limbs out of the holes. Wait, Izuka stood up and shuffled over to his friend. He shivered a bit. Mina, it's fine. I have extra hoodies in my room. Besides, you're cold and need to warm up. Mina. The sound of her name escaping his lips was enough to bring a shade of lilac to her cheeks. He was only a few inches taller than her, but she felt so small. He rested a firm hand on her shoulder. It didn't help the situation at all. Her tongue flipped across the bottom of her lip, and she looked away. Thanks, Izuku. I, I really should be going, though. She made her way past the green-haired boy, careful to not look into his eyes again, or she would melt. She was by the door when she turned around. Call me during the break? She asked. I mean, that was the plan dash. Good. Great. She smiled and closed herself inside the house. One positive thing came from the situation. Mina could confirm her feelings for a particular freckled boy. The last official day of terms is always busy. Kids are leaving, parents are picking up children, the whole nine yards. Mina packed before she left. She didn't want to deal with the stress of getting ready today. By the time she was done, most people had left already. With a heavy sigh, she wheeled her luggage out of the dorms. She was at the station now. A few classmates lingered around the station, like Izuku. He was waiting with Ochako, the two of them engaged in a deep conversation. She shook her fists as if she was excited about something, prompting Midoriya to step back. He was a blushing, stuttering mess. They're cute together. Mina thought. She mustered a smile, a bitter one, but a smile nonetheless at the pair. They caught her eye and waved to the horned girl. She waved back. They left on a train together, but not before Achiko gave her a warm smile. It really sucked. The pool Mina felt at the bottom of her sickness. The tightness in her chest when she thought of Ochako and Midoriya. They didn't deserve this. Damn, she mumbled. She fished around in her pocket for her phone and pulled it out. The train was late, not many others were left, students from the support classes. She stretched and made herself comfortable on the bench. She would be here for a while. The quiet rattle of the train was peaceful. It was a hidden comfort of hers. Easy to fall asleep, too. Mina managed to let her eyes close. She dreamed of school, surprisingly. This term was something else, to be blunt. Mina finished it strong academic-wise, something she has never done before. She deserved it. She worked her ass off this term. Studying and sparring in her spare time. Her usual habits were gone. She paid attention and took notes in class. She no longer used classes as a way to catch up on missing hours of sleep. Not to mention talking to people was easier? Sort of. She was used to it, not talking about how she felt. Not expanding upon why she asked people such weird questions. The stares in public. Why she liked to wear sunglasses. The muffled crying into her pillow. It was the norm for her.
her behaviors wouldn't go unnoticed. Sometimes her sister would catch a tear in her eye. She'd say something, probably words of comfort, Mina wouldn't know. She turned her out most of the time. Her sister would rub her back, not knowing what else to do. She appreciated it. She really did. Mina just didn't know how to voice her gratitude. All it took was one night, one bad day, for things to change. A boy who couldn't sleep, a silent understanding, and hot chocolate are all it took. She chuckled at the last thought, hot chocolate, and his candy canes. She fished around in her bag for the mixture and pulled it out. Her hand ran along with the box, reminiscing last night. I owe a lot to him. Ashido thought. He pushed her to be better in school. He took time out of his studies to help her, even when they weren't partners anymore. He sparred with her regularly, always giving new surprises each time they fought. He taught her that it's okay to cry. It's okay to reach out to people. She was not weak because of it. It's selfless of him. Who gave him the right to be a savior to Ashido? Who allowed him to be more than the green-haired kid that Bakugu picks on? It's not what she planned, not what she intended. Just when things were okay, she realized her feelings, another wall was placed in front of her. Is it so wrong to like Izuku? It made sense to fall for him after everything he did for her. It was soon after Kirishima, but it's a risk she was all willing to take. Maybe she was reading too much into this. Izuku was allowed to like and be with other people just because he saved her doesn't mean he belongs to her. He is his own person, and that's what makes him mean a lot to her. She ran her thumb along with the box one last time before setting it back into her bag. She rested her head on the window and drifted to sleep with the low scuttle of the train. Mina. Her sister was waiting for her at the train stop. She grew a little bit since the last time she saw her. Mina heaved her bags and ran over to her, enveloping her in a tight hug. Misha tensed at the contact but returned the hug with a smile. I've missed you more than you would ever know, Mina mumbled into Misha's sleeve. It's good to be home. I've missed you too, Misha sighed. Is you dot a that bad? You can always come home, you know. No. No. She pushed her sister away. It's everything I could dream of and more. It's just so far away. I wish I could come home more. And mm, Misha pursed her lips. Let's get you home. I'm freezing. Mina snorted, and they walked back to their car. So, are you going to tell me of your endeavors in the car or my room? Misha said as she packed Mina's bag into the trunk of her convertible. Mm, Mina paused. Your room. I have a lot to catch you up on. Of course, she huffed. Well, let's get into the car. I'm freezing. Mina rolled her eyes. You've said this twice already. Well, I wouldn't have to repeat myself if you would just get your ass into the car, Misha huffed and turned on the engine. This is more like it. Her hands tapped on the steering wheel while she waited for her sister to buckle in. Can we pick some food up? I'm starving. Mina groaned. As much as I would love to go for some food right now, Misha said as she reapplied some lip gloss. Mom's cooking tonight. Of course, she is, Mina mumbled. It would be nice to taste her cooking, though. The U dot of food wasn't bad, it was good actually. All the more reason to not get fast food, Misha huffed as she pulled out of the parking lot. Mina's mom was cooking when they came home. When the door swung open, she practically rushed over to hug her daughter. She didn't bother hiding the waterworks. She missed her daughter dearly. I missed you, mom, Mina mumbled into the crook of her mother's neck. Her mom pushed her back to get a good look at her daughter. Her hands caressed the side of her face. I missed you too, Mina, she whispered back. 
Well, now that's over with. Mom, I'm taking Mina to my room. Misha cleared her throat. All right, their mom sighed and let her hands fall to her sides. Mina, make sure you unpack and shower. You must be tired. She pinched Mina's cheek in a teasing way before leaving to finish cooking. Shall we? Mina plopped down on Nisha's bed, comfortably spreading herself out. I missed this bed, she hummed, staring at the ceiling. Of course, you missed the bed. It was your room. Misha started folding clothes. There was a large pile sitting in the front of her room. She then kicked a share of the stack to the chair by her desk. She sat in the desk chair and reached down to grab jeans. Okay. I'm ready now. Where do I even begin, Mina mumbled. A lot has happened this year. She didn't want to start with the heavy stuff first. You could always tell me of your accomplishments. You must have multiple, going to that fancy school. Misha stuck her tongue out, earning a groan from her younger sister. It's not fancy, Mina sat up. It's full of regular people. She shrugged. Regular people? Misha raised an eyebrow before she smoothed the crease in front of her. People like me? You know what I mean, Mina rolled her eyes. I did get some things done, though. Like what? Misha was about halfway done with the pile now. My grades have gone up, her lips curled in pride. I worked so damn hard to pass algebra this year. You wouldn't know. Oh, but I did, Misha hummed. We get report cards sent to see how you are doing. Regardless, Mina, I'm very proud of you. I didn't think you would clean up your act. Why the change? Mina bit her lip. She knew it was coming. The conversation leading to Midoriya was inevitable. She could talk about it, but how much does she want to let into the air? Well, I made an unexpected friend this year. Mina started. I owe a lot of my success to him. Her legs swung idly off the bed. M.M.M. Misha set the clothes she was folding down and walked over to her sister. I sense there's something else you're not telling me. Mina's breathing hitched. Was she that obvious? I won't pry, though, Misha sighed. It's up to you whether or not you want to tell me or not. She rubbed her sister's back as a sign of comfort. Thanks, Misha, Mina sighed. Mm, she huffed. Anytime. Chapter 12, Groceries The days of winter break melted into each other nicely. Mina could say with a smile. She spent the first half of her break happily. It was nice to spend time with my family. Whether it was helping her mom cook in the kitchen, going to Misha's games, or talking with her dad about school. It's nice. She called her friends over break, more specifically Jairu. Sometimes she'd see Kaminari in the frame of her phone. She'd always say hi. At first, it was weird, but then she remembered that Jairu and Denki were going out. Yeah, he's practically at my house every day, Jairu sighed. The pair were FaceTiming. And where is he now? Mina rolled her eyes. I'm not convinced the only thing you two do is work on music all day. I heard that, Jairu groaned, earning a snort from Mina. Music is a big part of what we do together, for some reason. I don't seem to mind, though. It's kind of nice. Ah, cute, Mina then hung up on the raven-haired girl. She fell onto her bed and sighed. Three, two, one. Almost immediately, Jairu rang her again. You didn't have to hang up, you know, Jairu sighed. She pulled on one of her ear jacks, only lightly. She only did it when she was annoyed. That's the whole point, though, Mina said between a fit of giggles. You're ridiculous. I have a proposal for you. Not a proposal. What would Cammy think? 
You are a taken woman, Jairu. I expected much better than you. Mina faked a posh accent and proceeded to act shocked. Anyways, would you like to go out with Cammy and me? We want to head to a restaurant, Mina suspected more out of nervousness this time. And third wheel? Gross. Mina scoffed. Well, you could always invite someone. Jairu shrugged. Well, Jairu, not all of us are lucky in the romance department, her voice quivered on romance, not intentionally. She hoped Jairu didn't pick up on it. Noon said you had to bring a guy. You have plenty of friends. Why don't you bring one of them? Jairu peered into the camera. Only if we all split the bill equally. Mina started. This is going to hurt my wallet if not. Of course, Mina. She wasn't nervous to see her friends. She told herself this every day, yet the pit inside her grew every time she thought about it. There was no reason to be scared. It wasn't normal to be uneasy. The Mina everyone knew wouldn't be unsure of a social outing. She would plan the hangout. So what's different? Midoriya was coming. Jairu let it slip out one day on FaceTime. Mina turned her camera off almost instantly to hide the embarrassment. Her voice contorted into a deeper purple. Jairu called out for her. She seriously contemplated leaving the FaceTime. She was better than this, though. She ended up continuing the FaceTime with the girl with ear jacks. Mina sighed as she slipped into a simple hoodie. Izuku's hoodie hung in her closet untouched. It's not like she didn't want to wear it. She did more than ever. She had her suspicions that her family was catching on to the fact that Mina hasn't been truthful. If they find a random extra Yudata hoodie, she's quite sure they would put two and two together quickly. One day, the truth will come out, just not yet. Until then, she could settle for wearing the hoodie when she missed the freckled boy. She slipped on some Doc Martens and walked to the mirror hanging on her door. Her hoodie almost covered her knees. She frowned. Her twists bounced alongside her head when she tilted to the side. She wanted to do something else with her hair. She didn't have time, though. The only missing garment was sunglasses. Sunglasses. There is no reason for wearing summer attire in the middle of winter. Everyone told her this, her friends, her classmates, even strangers. Sometimes, when she removed the sunglasses from strangers, they'd flinch. Get surprised, to put it simply, and smile and say, have a nice day. In her mind, she was doing everyone a favor. She didn't want to hurt or scare anyone. If she had to cover up a bit in her hometown, it was worth it. It was a simple run, just to the neighborhood grocer and back. It should not have taken her three hours. The shopping was a quick and relative process. It was just some cereal and snacks for the house. She walked out of the store and popped a chip in her mouth. Mina was about halfway home when she saw a peculiar head of green hair. There is no way. But there was, in fact, a way for the boy slightly taller than her to be there. Her teeth came down on her lip harshly as she cursed herself. What is he doing all the way here? He lives so close to the school and... Mina? A voice called his voice. When the word left his lips, her eyes shut instantly. Midori. She called, mustering up all the happiness she could find. There was no backing out of this now. She awkwardly ran over to her friend. He loitered outside of some business building. Mina, it's been a while, his usual comfy hoodies were gone. He wore a bubble jacket and sweats. His eyes had a certain sparkle they didn't have most days. I saw you a little over a week ago, need much? She teased, her tongue out. He rolled his eyes at the horned girl, earning a snort from her. Anyways, Midori, what are you doing here? You're pretty far from Mustafu right now. 
My mom had a work conference today, he motioned to the building behind him. I wanted to tag along since I remembered it's near your hometown. His hands found his pockets, and he smiled, rocking on the back of his heels. You remembered? She asked. She didn't mean to say it out loud. Why wouldn't I? His lips curled into a grin. Oh, she mumbled. Want to hang out or something? I mean, I'm on an errand right now, but like after? She lifted the two bags she was currently holding. Of course, I could help you bring them in. Here, let me dash. No. No. She spat. Thank you, but I got it. My house is like a block away. It won't take that long. I promise. Before he could get another word in, she took off sprinting. She didn't lie. Her house was a block away. It was less than ideal to explain to your parents that the boy following you around is nothing more than a friend. Hence why she had him stay back. Like she said, one day, just not yet. True to her word, Mina came sprinting down the hill five minutes later, dressed in warmer clothes, and her sunglasses were off. That was faster than I expected, Aizuku started. Are you sure I couldn't have gone with you? I mean, I am the fittest girl in my class. It's not just a title, she cooed. And I already said to drop it. It's okay. I already did it. Now let's go. The day's going to end soon. She started running ahead, and he fell in line with her. They were about the same speed. There was no reason for him to reach out for her hand. No explanation for their hands brushing, no reason for their hands to grab each other. They went to a small steakhouse, one that Mina's parents took her to when they were little. For a while, it was peaceful. Mina could talk to Izuku without clamming up every so often. Izuku toned down on doing the little things that would send her heart a mile a minute. It was easy, like before. They walked out of the building, snickering about God knows what. Their shoulders brushed as they walked side by side. The sun has gone down to rest, and the moon hung high. It was something about the moonlight that captured him perfectly as if he was a model. It gently traced over his features, highlighting the small things about him. The black highlights in his hair, the pigments of green in his eyes, it was all about the tiny quirks that made her heart sore. My mom's gonna kill me, Mina groaned and kicked a pebble. Why would she do that? His arms folded neatly in front of his chest. She hasn't seen me all day. I just dropped the groceries in the kitchen, changed, and ran outside, she yawned. That's not fair to your mom, Mina. She could have been worried sick about you. You didn't think to call her or anything this whole day? I know, I know, I should have said something, she frowned. Being scolded by your crush wasn't a nice feeling. I just, I wanted to spend time with you, so I was in a hurry. She spat. She snuck a glance at Izuku. The slightest blush covered his cheeks lightly. His lips curled into a bashful smile. That was enough for Mina. Mina? He said at once, snapping her out of her daydreaming. Hmm. They were coming up to the building where Midoriya's mom worked. I know this is random, but do you think that Achiko would like me? He stopped walking and shuffled awkwardly. It's like I can't get her off my mind. We've talked a lot this break, we're even gonna hang out soon, but I don't want to get ahead of myself so dash. The blush and smile disappeared instantly. Mina turned back to look at the boy. What makes you bring Ochako up so suddenly? She cleared her throat and frowned. I dunno, she comes and goes in my mind. It's hard to explain. When she does, I feel like I need to act on it. Do you know the feeling? Mm, she nodded. All too well, she spoke quieter this time but didn't break eye contact with him. 
Mina would be lying if she said she wasn't upset that Midoriya liked Achiko instead of her. Achiko is a kind person and doesn't make brash decisions. She puts herself above others before thinking about herself. She takes pride in her appearance and seems practically perfect at first glance. Mina couldn't recall the last time she had a bad hair day. She always smelt of fresh-baked goods, and her features were soft and feminine. Her room was always tidy. Each day there were always some new flowers resting on a vase near her window. They never wilted. She was effortlessly perfect without trying to be, and all of a sudden it made sense why he liked her. What was that? Oh, nothing. Just me talking about the time. I really should get back home, Izuku. You can make it the rest of the way? She brought her hands together in prayer and smiled apologetically. No, of course, I can. He started. It's not safe for you to walk alone at night. His words lingered in the air and coaxed her. It made her breathing hitch. He likes her enough to be worried about me going home on my own. She quickly shook the thoughts out of her head and snapped back to reality. He reached out to grasp her hand, but she took a step back. I'm fine, really Izuku, the hand he tried to grab found her chest. I'm just going to go now. I need to get home. Have a good night, Izuku, she nodded and ran off on her own, leaving her friend confused in the middle of the street. It probably wasn't fair to him. Mina thought to herself, staring at the ceiling of her bedroom. She could have at least walked him to the building. Even if she needed to get out of there, he was probably scared out of his wits. Feeling guilty, she rolled around on her bed to fish for her phone and text the boy. Mina. Hey Izuku. I'm sorry about leaving you earlier. I wasn't feeling too well. Did you get back all right? We were right on the street, but I still feel bad for leaving you hanging, lol. She sent the message and pushed the phone away from herself, too scared to check to see if he responded. He responded quickly. Izuku, love. I got back okay. As you said, the building was right there. Are you sure you are all right? It's not good to bottle things up. You can tell me anything, Mina. She stared at the message, more specifically her name. You can tell me anything, Mina. She took his advice somewhat. If there was one thing she learned from Izuku, it was to open up to others. She just couldn't with this. Mina. Yeah. Totally. I feel way better now. GN. Izuku, love. Good night, Mina. When she was sure that the Ashido household was in a deep slumber, she sobbed on her pillow for the first time in a while. Chapter 13, Build Up The infamous day finally rolled around. Mina had spent the latter half of the week leading to Christmas Eve just ranting about how this could be the biggest night of her life. She even got her hair done in waist-length knotless braids. I still just think you're overreacting, Mina Misha sighed as she finished the last braid on Mina's head. It's just going out with friends. What are y'all going to a restaurant? How is it different this time? It's not about what we're doing, Mina scoffed. It's about the things that could happen. Mina felt the recently dropped braid. You do good work, Misha, Mina mumbled. You should do hair for a living. I'm serious. That's not the topic of interest, Misha started grabbing the oils and combs. Just what exactly is going to happen at this hangout? I don't know. That's what makes it exciting. Mina gushed. If you're going to get high or some shit, say that dash Misha rolled her eyes. She packed everything around. I'm not stopping you. I don't care. It's not that, no, not at all. You know that I would never do drugs. The horned girl frowned. Then what is it, Mina? 
you've been dragging this out for days. I want to know, Misha set the box down and took Mina's hands. She squeezed them. I do care, you know. I want to, but that requires telling everything, Mina trailed off, the grip on her hands loosened. I don't think I can do that yet. Misha nodded, hopefully out of being able to sympathize. All right, she pursed her lips. Just know, whenever you're ready to talk to me about whatever you're hiding, I'm here. She pulled her sister into one last hug. Now, let's get into the car, don't want to be late now, do we? She could tell everyone could probably tell that her relationship with Misha wasn't the same. She told her everything. Things weren't the same with Mina dancing around things and the quiet muttering under Misha's breath. One day, not now. On a brighter note, things were a little easier now. Can I talk to you? It was an impromptu call she called Toru on a whim. She was going to get this out. I mean, you're already calling me right now, Toru huffed. Is everything all right, Mina? You sound out of breath. It's like 3M dash. You've been kind of weird lately. I can't help but worry dash. I have feelings for Izuku, she blurted out. I'm sorry, but I just really needed to tell someone. Okay, we're going there already, Toru snorted. I'm not surprised. What led to the revelation? Spending the night of break together, she said in one breath. That's not the important thing, though. He likes Achiko. Yeah, we all know that it's pretty obvious. Toru yawned. So what's, oh? Yeah, Mina sighed into the phone. It just, it hurts, you know. I want to be there for Zuku. I do. It's just, her voice quivered as she tried to find the words she wanted to say. Take your time, Toru whispered. It's all right. You don't have to get it out all right now. Thank you, she whispered. They sat in silence for a while. Mina tried to concentrate, her thoughts in order while she listened to Toru's soft breathing on the other side of the phone. Izuku is acting weird, she started. She let herself fall onto her bed and turned to cradle the phone like a baby. He does things, small things. He gave me his hoodie, blushed at my attempts at teasing, etc. It confuses me. If he likes Achiko, then why is he flirting with me? I don't know Toru. I don't know. Great. Tears. Mmm, she hummed. I'll be honest with you, Mina. I don't know what to say. She laughed a little at the invisible girl's remark. I wouldn't either. However, you have to let it be, there was a sudden weight to Toru's words. She knew it was coming. The truth always comes. Please don't say it. Love, it's a weird thing. However, we have confirmation that there's something on both sides. It hurts, but we can't do anything about it. It would be unfair to Izuku and Achiko if we messed up anything going on between them. You have to let it go. Damn it. How, Mina fixed herself, so she was sitting on her bed now, legs crossed. How do you suffer in silence? You just do, Mina could imagine Toru shrugging on the other side of the phone. It hurts like hell, but if you care for both of them, you put your feelings aside and support them. Mina pursed her lips, taking in Toru's wisdom. She cared for Izuku. There hasn't been a day since that fateful evening she hasn't thought of him in some way. Whether it was about homework, that stunt he pulled in training, or how he texted her goodnight with a smiley. He's always been there. Ochako Achiko was the sweetest girl she knew, always eager to help, trying her best, a kind friend. She didn't deserve anything that came her way. She wouldn't be able to look Ochako in the eye if she started to pursue Izuku. All right, Mina finally said. I can revel in silence. Thank you, Toru. 
Mm, anytime, Toru sighed. I need to get back, though. I'll call you later? Yeah. The line disconnected, leaving Mina to take in their conversation in the silence and comfort of her room. Okay, she hummed. That was four days ago. Mina wished her invisible friend would tag along to this function. She refused for some reason. It should have been easy enough for her. They made it to the place in record time. Mina said her goodbyes to Misha and made her way into the restaurant. Jairu was waiting by the door. She waved to the pink-skinned girl. Hey. Mina. Just in time. The girl with ear jacks waved to her friend. She was in Kaminari's hoodie. Cute. She led her to a table at the back. The group was there, Kaminari and Jairu sat together. Izuku sat with Achiko. They both shot her warm grins when they saw her. She smiled back. Always be there for them. To her surprise, everyone's favorite Pomeranian was there. Bakugu. She tilted her head in surprise. He glared at her, probably in disgust, when she mentioned his name. Fancy seeing you here. What's it to you, weird eyes? He scoffed. Nothing, nothing, she smirked. Just saying hi to my friend is all. She slid into the booth and sat next to Jairu. The weirdest thing would have to be that Bakugu sat with Achiko instead of Kaminari. She shrugged it off. So, she rubbed her hands together. What are we getting? The group began into a discourse about what there was to eat. In the end, Mina ordered cold soba, Izuku ordered a pork bowl along with Achiko. The rest of the group ordered some variation of udon noodles. Laughter between the friends filled the booth with joy. Surprisingly, Bakugu wasn't that much of a nuisance and seemed to get along with Midoriya fine. Whenever he started to get out of line, Achiko would shoot him a glare, and he'd sink into his seat, grumbling about why he even decided to go. Besides that, the dinner was mainly smooth sailing. It would have been perfect if not for Mina's impromptu exit at the end, but we'll get to that later. Picture this. Your group seems to be getting along for the most part. Everyone's rambling on about school, each other's small jokes you made at lunch. That heavy chest, compressing feeling seems to lift off your chest as you allow yourself to be a part of what's happening before you. Except you can't. It's always the small things. The small stuff leads to huge things, and they all compile on top of each other. It gets larger and larger until you can't take it anymore. Hey, Mina, Achiko said between a bite of her food. We didn't see you at the semester party. Where were you? Her hand was ghosting on top of Izuku's. A small thing. She noted. See, I was just so tired after exams, she lied. Well, half of it was true. She was tired. She stayed up until 5 a.m. studying. I stayed up too late that night reviewing. I was so scared I was going to fall asleep during one of my finals. She managed a laugh, cueing the others into a joke along with her. Except for Izuku, his lips curled into a bit of a doubting frown. Yeah. We were a bit worried when you didn't show up. It's not a party without you. Ochako smiled. Warmly at the girl before responding to a question Kaminari threw at her from across the table. Her hand had lowered onto Izuku's. Although it was small, Mina could see the stiffness in Izuku's sudden posture before he allowed himself to relax against the chair. Another small thing. She pursed her lips and began to go down the suddenly intriguing drink. Orange Fanta became her favorite. Wait, wait, Eurarika, you have something on your face, Izuku's voice. She couldn't bother to bring her head up. Based on the sudden gasp heard in the air, it was safe to assume he wiped food off her face. Cute. You guys are so cute. 
I know it's not my business, but I just had to let you guys know. Have a good rest of your evening. The waitress smiled as the couple stumbled to find the right words to say in response. Another small thing. Oh, and miss, would you like more soda? It looks like you're out, the waitress's finger flickered over Mina's empty glass. Damn. That would be nice, thank you, Mina politely smiled and pulled out her phone. Her soda distraction was gone. I gotta get out of here, Bakugu said randomly. He threw some cash to where he sat and shuffled his hands into his pockets. With a bit of squeezing, he made it outside the booth and began to walk away. Her eyes furrowed with curiosity. Why did he leave? Well, Kaminari cleared his throat. I should go see if he's coming back. Jairu nodded, and then he left. The shitty thing about phones is that they could become uninteresting when you needed them. She'd opened the same three apps about seven times, looking for something to do on a social media app. She pulled up Misha's contact. Her thumbs glossed over the letters as she began to text fake messages. You guys are cute, though. Jairu smiled, earning two beat red faces. Izuku spoke up first. Um, thank you? He cleared his throat. No problem, Midoriya. You should make a move fast, though. Who knows when our darling Achiko could get swept off her feet. Jairu. Achiko glared. You are honestly too much, she rolled her eyes, trying to hide the slight amusement she'd gotten from the conversation. What about you, Mina? Jairu shrugged. You've been dangerously quiet this whole dinner. A smile played on her lips. The small things have hefted a heavy pile by now. She almost drowned. She couldn't be mad at Jairu. Only Toru knew about her situation. She mustered up an easy smile to face the trio at the table. You guys are so adorable. I wish the best for you. Ochako. I expect you to keep me updated. She pointed a playful finger at the brunette as she cooed in her usual cheery sing-song voice. The entire time, she kept a careful watch on the pair's hands. I can't do this much longer. By that time, Kaminari had come back. He explained Bakugu was nowhere. They discussed where the blonde could have gone. Mina had an idea. Somewhere away from this scene, Mina didn't blame him. However, she didn't expect him to be riled up by whatever was going on between Izuku and Achiko. Twenty minutes later, her Fanta had returned. She swirled the straw in her drink aimlessly. The small things weren't small anymore. The heaviness on Mina's chest had returned. Deep breaths were noticeable now. I'm so sorry, guys, Mina said at once. She pushed herself up and looked at her confused friends. I just got a text from Misha. I'm leaving early. I am so sorry. She smiled apologetically as she fished in her bag for the payment for her dinner. We should hang out soon, though. She turned on her heel and began to walk out. She smiled happily for the first time in what felt like days. The feeling of the cold air hitting her skin felt like a sharp prick. A satisfying one, though. She allowed herself to breathe as the heavyweight on her disappeared. She made her way to catch her breath on a bench, a little worried. She can't allow herself to get this visibly uncomfortable. They were both her friends. No matter her feelings, she'd support them. Something about that made the knot in her stomach grow. She could hear the door to the restaurant swing open and close, but she paid it no mind. She tilted her head up to the sky, allowing herself to be at peace with the stars and snow. Well, she was at peace until a tuft of green hair entered her vision. Mina, the green-haired boy sighed. Izuku, she whispered. Chapter 14, Merry Christmas, Izuku. Mina, the green-haired boy sighed. Izuku, she whispered. 
A sudden lump in her throat formed when she said his name. It was swelling. Hey, he smiled awkwardly at the pink-haired girl. Hey, she managed. The wind gently carried snowflakes throughout the night and flew past his hair lightly. His nose was a little red, and his eyes had a tired glow to them. Nonetheless, he was outside with her instead of being with Achiko. She hated the side of herself that perked up that the freckled boy was spending the latter half of the evening with her. She had to keep her distance. She hated it. She hated how Izuku could be all over her and then come crawling to Mina. It wasn't fair to both of them. Can I sit here? He finally said. His words snapped Mina away from her negative thoughts. She wanted to smile. She wanted to say, of course, Izuku. Mm, she managed. She moved over and allowed Izuku to sit next to her. She missed it. This proximity, she would be lying if she said she missed it. How their knees touched, cheeky glances, laughter coming from the living room, she closed her eyes and let herself relive better days. His knee nudged into hers, and for a second, she let herself daydream about what it would be like if Izuku missed this proximity too. Your hot cocoa mix is good. Even my mom approves. She started. It was random, but it came to mind. Small talk was a good way of stalling. Mina wasn't going to sit and act dumb. She knew the real reason he was out here. I'm glad, a faint smile played on his lips. Your hoodie comfy, at this point, she was talking. She swung her legs forward and back, watching them disappear under the bench. I'm glad you think so, his lips lifted a bit before he sighed again. There was no helping the silence. Stalling wasn't working. It was coming. Mina, I'm sorry, he rubbed his hands and exhaled a small breath before stuffing them inside his jacket. Can we talk? It came, and with that, the weight on her chest increased. I mean, we're talking right now, Midori, she added a teasing tone and his renowned nickname to lift his spirits. He didn't even glance at her. Ouch. You know what I mean, Mina, his words fell flat on his voice. He sounded tired, annoyed. Go for it, is all she could say, no more stalling. Why'd you lie about the party? He started. I knew you were tired, we all were, but you told me you didn't want to go. Did I? Yeah, when I asked about it over break and dash. Oh, she yawned. I guess I did. It's just a lie, Izuku. A tiny one too. Why does it matter? Just let it go, she waved her hand in dismissal for him to drop the topic. Midoriya flinched at the tone of annoyance in her voice. A little hurt. Why am I doing this? She pinched the side of her jeans. This attitude wasn't her, this tone wasn't her. It's not fair to him. Midoriya wants answers. In all truth, she didn't feel like telling people why she skipped. She wasn't obligated to answer. Okay, he started. Why'd you lie about Misha then? Damn it. Mina should have known. When Izuku shot her a look back then, that was a sign. He pays attention to the small things. You told me she had a game this week. She's not even here. He gestured to the empty parking lot. She's coming, Mina mumbled, turning her head away from her friend. Mina, his voice was frail. She could turn her head around. She could. Cry into his arms and confess some stupid lie, and everything would be okay. Is she? We can get a ride together if you don't have one. I don't mind, he rested his hand on her shoulder and gave her a gentle squeeze. His hand was on her shoulder, squeezing her to make her feel better. For a second, she let her head lay against his hand. Screw keeping your distance from your friends. It never works out anyways. 
For a moment, time stopped. The wind died down, and the snowflakes rested gently at their feet. The restaurant and Mina's friends faded away from memory. It was quiet, too quiet, so she focused on her breathing and the slow rise of Izuku's chest. Did he mind this? Does he miss this? You are not supposed to. You are in the wrong. Think of Ochako. It was that thought that made her head lift and turn to stare at the freckled boy. She moved a bit farther away from him and cleared her throat. Her boots had become the most intriguing thing in the world. Mina, his hand reached out to where her shoulder once had been before retracting it, unsure of himself. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong, her eyes were glued to the ground as she traced circles in the snow with the heel of her boot. Honestly, Izuku, she mustered a fake smile, it's okay. His eyes were glossy, and he couldn't help but pout. Fuck. Mina, he whispered. Talk to me. We've been over this. It's okay to reach out and talk to people. You don't need to put it all on yourself. His hand caught her shoulder again. And I have been. She pleaded. His touch left her shoulder. I don't want to talk about it, Izuku. Just let it go. The hint of annoyance in her voice was prevalent. It slipped out by accident. Izuku, she pressed her lips together. I didn't mean it like that. He folded his arms and retreated into himself. That was enough pushing for today. I didn't mean to hurt you, she whispered. A shitty attempt, but hey, it was something. I'm sorry. She said softly. She moved back towards him, their sides of their knees brushed against each other. She wouldn't last much longer. It was just so, so damn tempting to tell the guy. The way he glanced at her. It left a hollow feeling inside of her, a feeling she didn't like. I, I took your advice, she started. I started opening up to people, I mean. Her tone was quick and awkward, but he grinned, and Mina assumed he got the message. He smiled, but it fell quickly as his face went back to being burrowed in deep thought. It doesn't feel like you're there, he paused again. The wind whistled softly in the night. It was the only sound besides the softness of their breathing. Mm, she let out. I don't know what's been happening to you recently, but it feels like we're not as close as we used to be. He hit a landmine. She understood, though. Things weren't the same. An unresolved knot of tension hung in the air whenever they met up. A knot that wouldn't go away for a while. Did I do something? His voice quivered on the last words. Did I do something wrong? I feel like you hate me, and I want to know what I did because I want to make it right and dash. Izuku, she whispered. She wrapped her arms around him, only to be met with a warming hug as well. This feeling is nice. I missed this. Noon's at fault here, she mumbled into the crook of his neck. So don't beat yourself up about it. His shoulders slumped a bit as she mumbled words of reassurance. Still, he whispered. He pulled himself away from Mina and frowned. You're not talking to me. How can I know if things are gonna be okay if I don't know what's going on? I wanna know if I did something wrong so I can fix it. Mina, you're my best friend, he said softly. My one and only. I tell you things I don't tell Ochako, or Ida, or any of them. It's you, and I don't want to lose my one and only. I want my best friend back, his palm hovered over hers before grasping it. Don't you want it to? Of course I do. She started defensively. It's just not that simple for things to go back to the way they were. You keep saying that, and yet, he carried his forehead in his hand. You won't let me help you. I can't tell you, Izuku, she bit her lip. I'm sorry. Mina, he pleaded. 
I've been so worried about you for a while now. The least you could do is tell me anything but that right now. You act as if I don't want to. She snapped. Izuku, this is eating at me as much as it's hurting you. Just leave it alone. It's better this way. And why is that? Maybe it is. If you could tell me dash. When did the lump in her throat get so big? When did her palms get so small that they couldn't hide the wells of tears coming out of her eyes? When did her heart become so heavy that he could hear the pounding in her ears? Izuku, the weather, Christmas Eve, her friends, the restaurant, it's all too much. There was nowhere left to run. The corner was small, and Mina hated small spaces. The truth had to come out. Because, she said between sniffles. Because, Izuku, I like you. Silence. In that way, she huffed. I like you, she said again. I've liked you ever since that night you caught me in the living room. This whole semester, I've been trying to distract myself from you, but it's not working, Midori. I like you too much. It's always been you, she started. Not Kirishima, not Bakugu or anyone else, but you. I'm so sick and tired of lying to myself because I'm scared of things to change. You push me to be better, to find things that I like about myself. When I'm with you, things feel so right, and it's scary because nothing ever goes right for me. I don't want to mess that up. I don't want to let that go. No, I don't want to let you go. And sometimes, I just get so stressed and caught up in my own life, and then I look, and I see you, and I just dash. You make everything easier. Your caring attitude. Your belief in others. Your attention to detail. The millions of freckles that scatter across your body. The gentle eyes that look at me with so much awe. Everything else I love about you. It's all too much. She couldn't finish her confession. Izuku could do nothing but look at his dear friend in pity as she wailed to him. Mina Dash. I like you so much, and it's so scary. I hate it. She sobbed. I never wanted to tell you any of this. I never wanted you to see me like this. I'm so pathetic, and I hate it. She stuttered a bit. I thought distancing myself would be the best thing to do for all of us so you could have Ochako, and I wouldn't have to hurt whenever I see you. It just made everything worse, though. I fucked up our friendship, and it still hurts to see you she rubbed her eyes on the sleeve of her jacket. I'm sorry, Izuku, she mumbled. I didn't mean to hurt you, but I've probably made it worse again by saying all this shit, didn't I? It wasn't the silence he gave her that hurt the most. What hurt was that he wouldn't even look at her anymore. Mina rose from the bench, eager to get out of the embarrassing scene. I should get going. Mina, wait dash he finally spoke up. He grabbed her hand, making her whip around quickly before realizing it. Just, stay. Hesitantly, she sat down with him. His gaze lingered on his fidgeting hands. If you squinted, you could see the slightest shade of red on his face. The night wind had died down, and the restaurant and her friends were gone again. It was just the two of them. I never wanted to hurt you, Mina. The words send a chilling shiver down her spine. The reassurance was a small comfort. I'm sorry if I've been confusing you or hurting you with how I acted recently, he licked his bottom lip and bit it. I was just trying to get closer to you since I felt like we're drifting. And them, she hummed, her hands resting on her jacket. She only took them out to clear her unclear vision. I'm sorry too. I kept telling myself that staying away from you would be the best thing for everyone. I can't even keep myself from you, she said with a grin. I owe you an apology. I'm sorry. He nodded. You mean a lot to me, he whispered. There was an emphasis on a lot, 
The words felt empty, though. She could already envision where the conversation would go. Silently, she prayed that Deku wouldn't utter those words from his lips. I know, she said between quiet sniffles. I don't deserve you. I, I'm sorry, though. Here it comes. The lump in Ashido's throat was present again, and her vision was misty. I still have feelings for Yurarika, Mina, he mumbled. His cheeks heated up at the mere mention of her name, and Mina's heart sank. Thought so, she sighed. It's all right, though, she struggled to wipe the tears falling down her face. Izuku's hand reached out to cup her face before realizing what he was doing. He pulled it back. Jesus, I'm a mess, she covered her eyes with her hands and laughed about how much she cried. For once, Izuka didn't pull them away from her. He waited. I'm all right, though. R, he continued. Are we okay? I want it to be, she hummed. I do, Izuku. Things won't just go back to normal, though. I mean, look. Yeah, he deflated. The knot of tension in the air hung solemnly. The wind died down, and the restaurant and everything else faded from view. I need some time. I want to process some things, Mina bit her lip. No, no, of course. It's fine. He continued. I'm glad you're telling me. Thank you, she mouthed. The heavyweight resting on her chest was still there, but not as noticeable. She could allow herself to move on, to heal. She gave Izuku one last hug before God knows when. It's not that she didn't want his hugs and affection. It would only egg her on. It was the best thing to do for now. I'll miss this, he hummed. Mina did too, the feeling of him being so close, his head resting by hers. And so much more. Me too, Deku, she sighed. It should be around Christmas time now. She hadn't a clue where her friends were, but to be frank she didn't care. She wanted to spend these moments basking in Izuku's presence on an early Christmas morning before she had to let go. Merry Christmas, Izuku.